welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. And it's been a couple weeks because, you know what, we had Thanksgiving and some other arbitrary things going on, and we finally decided to get back together. And as I'm speaking, Mr. Brown is drinking some Palo Santo Marron, and I don't think he's liking it. I can't do it. I'll, I'll try it, but. I, I'll take it off your hands if you want to swap out. Mm, like, I, I know it, it's a 12 percenter. It's a little heavy. Can I use it to chase my bourbon with? It probably tastes about like your bourbon at this point. All right. <laughs> at least we got a nice. <sighs> That's a good sound bite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fellas, did you have a good Thanksgiving at least? Thanksgiving is the greatest holiday. I love it. Mine was awesome. It's, a, it's that Goldberg entrance, right? That's what you do when you walk in for Thanksgiving. It's always better if you can hit, like, multiple Thanksgiving dinners. But I'll I take one and leftovers. I, I had mine, too. It was fun. Mine's more like a warrior entrance. <laughs> you, you gotta, <laughs> You're not waiting in line. Forget those kids. I'm first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. I mean, it, it was awesome. I think it's the best holiday of the year because you get all the great food and no, no stress of, like, Christmas. You know, and you also get great football from the Bears oh, and Cowboys. Oh yeah, <laughs> who are playing tonight? And yep. before we get their NFL picks, we all picked the Cowboys to cover that three and a half, right? And yes, seven, sir. Seven seven right now, or is it three? I can't remember. It was three, uh, three, three I believe. Three. three. Yeah, don't, don't give us a half point. <laughs> it was three. Now, now to be honest with you, like the the world of sports, like I feel like for the past two weeks we've had a lot to talk about, but now that's all kind of in the past. We come up to tonight to do the show. I don't feel like there's as much going on in the world of sports right now. Is that fair to say? Like, I feel like today especially was kind of quiet. Yeah, it's a bit of a calm before the storm. Bowl season starting up. The NBA starting to get into full swing. Hot stove stuff. You got the hot stove starting to pick up. I do like the hot stove stuff a lot better than I like the beginning of the NBA season. I just can't – I can't get excited about NBA yet. I got to tell you what. When a guy dunks a ball and they can't figure out if they should give him two points for it, let's (laughs) talk hot stove. You know, and you know what, though? If you were there watching that game live, you probably wouldn't have knew what happened either. Yeah, but, if, I mean, if you can replay it, can't you just give him the two points? I mean, I would, I would imagine so. He almost <laughs> got four points off of that. What would have happened if it would have fell back in? Yeah, there you go. Double or nothing. Hey, like, watching the NBA today, though, having NBA League pass, <laughs> I can watch every game, you know? Every game. I thought it was going to be, a, like, a blessing, and I've tried to sit and watch the NBA, and it just – I hate to sound like the old guy in the room. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> it's not the same game. I can't watch it. There's no defense. It just, I, it's not fun for me. Like it, it's got to be some marquee matchup for me to watch, or I can't. I lose interest quick. I feel exactly where you're coming from. Same thing. Having the NBA ticket, I thought, you know what, Bulls are going to do good this year. I'm watching all the games. I'm back into it. I'm doing a fantasy basketball, and about two weeks into the season, I have a hard time. And I mean, you know, I, different era, different time. I have a hard time when a guy goes to the lane and two guys split because they don't want to foul him hard and get a flagrant or they don't want to get a post rise. And if you do like what we used to call was a playoff foul, that's a flagrant one or you might get kicked out now. If you make a play on the ball and the guy falls to the ground, everyone immediately looks around looking for a flagrant. At least yep, they yep. review the flops, though. I mean, at, at least there's that. But there's a rule about but, flopping in the is, league where they find you. That's so bad. Right? It shouldn't be to that point. And honestly, you know, and, and honest, you know, subjection here. We're all Mountaineer fans, and we like watching WVU. And I, I've watched almost every game they've played this year. 
and even though that's my team and I root for them, like, is it not so much easier to watch a college basketball game from start to finish than an NBA game? Most definitely. Yeah, I think so too. And I've, I've, I've always been an NBA guy. Like, it's, I've it's, always followed pro sports more than college. And I love college basketball way more than NBA. Well, because they're going to ground it out. And they're going to foul, and they're at a disadvantage because they only get five. You yeah. know? So they have to be very careful about how they apply them. But it's so much more of a physical game where you get the full court press and the traps and all that stuff. The, the part of the game the NBA doesn't have anymore. And the passion's still there. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. See, for me, when I see Marcus Howard at Marquette go for 40 and then 51 in back-to-back games, I'm really impressed. When I see James Harden. What happened? He just broke off 50 yards. 50-yard run by Zeke. (laughs) The Cowboys, Bears in the background. It's exciting. The Bears are actually winning 10-7. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and transition to some NFL talk here. So, specifically with the Cowboys. So, it's that time of year where it seems like this has happened for the past three or four years, where we talk about, is Jason Garrett going to lose his job? Let me ask you this, just specifically about tonight, if the Cowboys lose, is Garrett out? Uh, Not tonight. Jerry's not going to do that. He knows he'll still win the division at 8-8. and And I think he already knows who his coach is for now. You know how I feel about this situation. He's not getting rid of Garrett. I don't care what anybody says. He's too comfortable. And he likes that Garrett will just do whatever he wants. Like, I don't see – like, if you get rid of Garrett, who is Jerry going to bring in? And and I like how his little play on words is, you know, well, Jason Garrett's going to coach in the NFL next year. What well, well, does he just mean, like, 2020 because, like, the first game in January before the Cowboys season's over, he's going to be coaching? Is that what that means? Does that mean he's going to demote him to offensive coordinator <laughs> and hire a real head coach? That would I mean, be the most Jason Garrett thing ever. <laughs> How, how does Jerry Jones stick with this guy this long? They, I saw a stat. I don't remember what year it was. It was saying, like, I think it was like 2011. Every coach is still coaching the same team since 2011. Every other coach besides Jason Garrett has took his team to the Super Bowl. Yep. Yep. Um, so, that, that's crazy to me that Jerry Jones, on America's team, which no one can see my quotes, I got that. <laughs> Those are air quotes yeah. by Mr. Brown. So, like, <laughs> how, how are they sticking with him? I don't understand it's America's team, how they haven't upgraded. Because they are the most valuable NFL franchise, according to Forbes. They are. Jerry's a businessman. That's why Jerry's yeah, but, in the NFL Hall of Fame. That's why. So, it's going to lose value if they fire their shitty coach? Well, well the thing is that Jerry is the GM. Like, I know that. Let, so let's start there. So with that being said, he's got to have he, – he wants to be the head coach, but he can't be the head coach by rule. So he's going to put somebody so he wants out a puppet. There. Exactly. I think Garrett's got naked pictures on somebody. No, it's not that. It's just the fact that Jerry knows that that's his boy. He's going to trot him out there, and he's going to say, yes, sir. Yes, Mr. Jones, I'll do that, sir. Yes, sir, I'll call that play on third and nine next time, sir. Yes, sir. That's exactly what it is. Jerry wants to be Al Davis. He wants to own. He wants to GM. He wants to coach. Only he can't, so he has Jason Garrett. So they won't let GMs do both? No, you can't. You can, right. No, you can't be an owner and a coach. And a GM. You can be a GM. You can be coach, coach and GM. But you can't be an owner, a GM, and a coach. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> if anybody could do it, it's Jerry Jones. They, that's the Al Davis rule, yeah. man. They stopped that a long time uh, ago. Paid you. Start <laughs> running like you stole something or I'm yeah, cutting yeah. you. The, the thing is, like, if you're the Cowboys, who are you going to bring in that's going to be a better coach than Jason Garrett? And I'm not saying Garrett's great, but, like, honestly, what are your options that's going to make things that much better? Rivera. That's not happening. John Payton. <laughs> that, well, 
But but is that going to work, or is that going to be like a Jimmy Johnson, you know, 2.0, only without a Super Bowl ring? I think that the reason Sean Payton's a viable option because he would want more control. He brought in Bill Parcells. Now, wait a minute. You had one of these hot takes not too long ago where we posted it on social media where you said Sean Payton was not going to be in New Orleans next year. Explain yourself. Well, I think that after they lose out hard in the playoffs again this year, Drew Brees finally shows his age. Payton decides that he's going to move into a new direction. Right time to move on from New Orleans. To Dallas? His two options are going to be, and either job would be his if he wanted. He can be the head coach of New York Giants where he was offensive coordinator in the early 2000s. When they Why went would to you the, want that job? Daniel Jones, young quarterback. His I next like Drew Brees. Jones. Right there. Saquon Barkley, he's an offensive guy. Or... Dallas. He could have either job. He'll take the Giants job. Hey, Eli Manning's suiting up this week, baby. <laughs> What's the spread on that game? He's not the hero we deserve, but he's the hero we need. I'm just saying that it comes to a certain point as a coach. Is Jones hurt or what? He's hurt his ankle. Yeah. That's all it is. It's not because of performance, I promise. If you're going to make a move, you make a move. And I just think it's time for him to make a move. I but, could be wrong. He could hey, coach for another 10 years, but I think. On, on Eli for a second, I could be wrong on this number, and then we'll jump back to Peyton. I believe Eli Manning's record is 122 and 122. I'm not so, sure on the numbers of that record, but, but he 500. is 500. He's as even of, 500. Yes. So this is his opportunity to come out. And go out a winner, baby. He can go out a true winner. And when he doesn't, I can use this against him in his Hall of Fame credentials. It's not going to matter. He's going in anyway. He sees too much for the game. All right, so Sean Payton, going to be a Cowboys coach or a Giants coach. I got you there. I do think that uh, Lincoln Riley, who everybody says before we move on quick, next head coach, I think he, realistically, why would you not do the Bob Stoops and stay at Oklahoma forever? Win 10, 11 games, you're a god in Oklahoma. You make a ton of money. Well, what I'm also kind of perturbed about is, and I'm not a Cowboys fan, and so I'm not placating to the anti-Cowboy fans out there who just want Garrett to stay there forever because it makes him a laughing stock. But, like, what happened to the, the time frame we used to have where coaches would be able to stay around for a while? We've seen so many times where people get two or three years and they're done, and Garrett's like the anomaly who's been there for all these years and hasn't won. But, you know, at least there's some type of consistency there. I mean, maybe eventually they'll get the players right and they can do it. I mean, they got the best offense as far as yardage goes this year. So I think what you just said there, and it's perfect the way you said it, in Pittsburgh they've had three head coaches since the franchise started how many years ago? And there were some down years for each head coach. They always stick with them. Jerry finally finds a coach that he sticks with through the ups and downs, and everybody kills him for it. So I, I almost feel bad for Garrett, where I just want him to have like a good run just one time to kind of validate it a little bit. But it's hard to win in the NFL, man. And yeah. if you look – like, we're potentially staring down the barrel of having a rematch of however many years ago between the Niners and the Ravens. And those teams are not even close to being what they were back then. Completely different rosters now. Yep. And it's less than 10 years ago. Yep. NFL, not for long, coaches and players. It's a win-it-now league. That's I'm just amazed when you look at it, unless you've had the success that uh, Tomlin has in an organization, like you just said, that sticks with their coach or the success of uh, Belichick or Peyton, you're, you're out the door after a couple bad years. All right. So we did our power rankings this week and, and Biggie definitely put some emotion behind his picks. Uh, where did you have the Patriots ranked? 
as you wear your Patriots hoodie. How many teams make the playoffs in the NFL total? Like 12? <laughs> That's correct. Okay, they were 12th. <laughs> I think you had them ninth. No. Either way, they were they, down there. They might have been ninth, but they were the last of the six AFC teams because they lose to every one of them. They're going to get smoked this weekend. They're going to lose the AFC East. How do you blindly pick them number one week after week, and all of a sudden now if they go from number they one lost to, the Texans? to number nine? They lost to the Texans. Because the defense. Six. You're an emotional train wreck right now. Well, that's kind of a constant. <laughs> um, <laughs> because their defense had been playing lights out. You can, you can let one bad game here at the 85 Bears got smoked by the Dolphins on Monday night. Um Defense was really unimpressive. And then the other thing that I've been waiting for is how the offense has kind of treaded along as they got a couple guys healthy on the offensive line. I was really expecting to see what they did in the playoffs last year. Solid run game. It's not there, and the only receiver they have is Edelman. You double him, you shut him down. I I still have him in the top five because I I can't count him out. We've seen this time and again where this time of year they kind of look like they're faltering, but let's be honest, they're not playing to win a game in late November. They're trying to win games in January, so I I get it. But the the question I wanted to ask is we collectively have the Ravens, the 49ers, and the Seahawks as one, two, and three. I I think most people would have a hard time arguing differently. I I hear you in New Orleans, but – they don't always win convincingly. Their point difference. They haven't played crazy. a real good opponent in a while either. That's, so we'll, that's part of it. Just like we found out with San Francisco and Baltimore, it's San Francisco, New Orleans this weekend. So, so I guess my question is: Is Baltimore and San Francisco far and away the top tier of teams right now? And then it's everybody else, or is there anybody you put up there with those two teams? I, I think a lot of people make the argument that the Seahawks are with the Niners because they beat the Niners. So they, I mean. A wounded Niners. Well, I mean, they're just saying, you know, I feel like a lot of people think the Seahawks could be interchangeable with the Niners. But the thing about the Ravens and the Niners, when you watch them throughout the year, there are times where they are just absolutely dominant. Like, they are just clear, far and away, a better team than who they're lined up against, and they show it. In Seattle, I just don't see that. Seattle's like the crafty team that just finds ways to win. win And down the stretch. And that's why I kind of put them a notch below those two. I would have liked to have seen that Ravens Niners game with a healthy D Ford on that line for San Francisco because he's such a difference maker. Yeah, good weather. Yeah. I mean, we might get that rematch. I mean, I don't know. I mean, right now, like, they, they. like, if you have questions about the Niners, that's done now, right? Uh, I was talking to a guy at work, and he's a huge Ravens fan. And right after the game was over, and he was talking about the Ravens win, and he was kind of bragging about it. And I said, honestly, for me, I don't have nothing in it. I'm just as impressed, if not more, with the Niners than I am with the Ravens because we already knew what the Ravens were. Because it could have gone either way. We knew what the Ravens were, and it was 14-14, to 14, and then they won with the best kicker in the league down right at the, right at the end of the game. 17-14, but all he said was, well, well, just just think if we'd have played him in good weather, we'd have won by 20. Well, that, I don't buy that. That's yeah. homerism. That's what I told him. And, and I actually what? called him a homer. He didn't know what it was, so I sent him the Urban Dictionary. Uh, what a homer yeah, is. Yeah, and he was like, oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what does Vegas do? If, if Vegas don't know who's going to win, the home team gets three, right? Yep. Yeah. And that's what they won side. by. They won by three. That's all it is. So, I mean, I think they're – they're pretty much equals in my eyes right now. I think if they played out in Santa Clara, maybe it'd go the other way. 
What do you think on the conversation we had earlier in the week about how they've been rolling so hot right now? Typically, that team peaks just a little too early. You think that's them or they're just that well, good? Well, yeah. I mean, that was the thing Biggie and I was talking about earlier in the week was like Ravens have got to be your front runner to win the whole thing now, right? Like they, they seem like far and away the best team and they've won the head-to-head games that mattered the most. But like when it's late November and early December, when somebody seems like that, that's the team it ain't going to be. Yep. Like there, something's going to happen. They're going to lose a stupid game or somebody's going to get hurt and the wheels are going to fall off the bus. I'll say this right now, of course, diehard Patriots fan homer. I want to win the Super Bowl, all that, blah, blah, blah. We have forgot about the Kansas City Chiefs. They are starting to get going a little they bit. Are. They play the Patriots this week, win or lose in the playoffs. I would not be surprised to see Kansas City roll through the AFC. Well, Mahomes. I see that as well. Everybody's all over Lamar Jackson, and he is having an incredible season. How do you forget? It's like Mahomes is a forgotten man after the year he had last year. That's because he's been banged up, too. Yeah. I, I guarantee anybody did a redraft, everybody's going to take Mahomes over Lamar Jackson. So we got our fantasy board up there. What round did Lamar I'm Jackson? I'm not talking about fantasy. I'm just asking, what round did he go? 14th. 14th 15th, round. 15th. 15th round, Lamar Jackson got drafted. Yep. By That's the guy fantastic. who champions White Claw, so let's move on. <laughs> Hey, we can't move on without at least recognizing the fact that the Bengals are now in the win column. They beat the Jets. What's it, the uh, Red Ryder BB gun? <laughs> what? Red Ryder BB gun. Is oh, that what they call Andy? Dalton? Is, that, is that a Dalton reference? Right. Didn't he start for him? That's why they he won? Did. He did. He yeah. did. The legend returns. And, like, I'm sorry, but you don't give your coach a Gatorade bath for 1-11. You don't do. Care. You ridiculous. do if you're Cincinnati. Only the Bengals would do that. Uh, correct. So, it's there's sad. an asterisk. Maybe the Browns. Uh, not now. I mean, the Browns of normal times, <laughs> which, you know, they're <laughs> almost there still. What, what does that mean, the Browns of normal they're times? They're still there now. <laughs> there's no such thing. Yeah, normal Browns. Browns. Well, they're kind of normal. They're still losers. <laughs> hey, last question I got before we wrap up NFL. Ron Rivera, he got he got canned down in Carolina. You know, is that is that a reflection of him, or is it just time to move on? He'd been there, nope. what, nine years? Nine years. That's a reflection of new ownership. You knew if uh, results weren't there on the field, they were going to move on. Two straight years. Were, last year they were 6-2. and two. They collapsed. They were, what, like 5-2 and two this year. Now they're 6-7. and seven. Yep. You collapse two years in a row, new owner, he wants to move forward. I mean, well, will, will he be a coordinator next year or head coach? He'll be I, a head coach. Uh, yeah, and I don't he's know if he's coach. a head coach next year, but if he takes one year off, he'll definitely be back. And, he's and, good. and if you don't buy that, if you know any Panther fans or if you want to go on social media and find it, they love Ron Rivera. They're not happy about him getting dismissed. They feel like, you know, he kind of had a bad, bad hand dealt. You know, hurt quarterback, all that salary tied up with Cam Newton. We know Cam Newton's <laughs> not going to be there next year. Whoever goes to Carolina is going to have a clean slate. I would have liked to have seen Ron Rivera have a clean slate there with a new quarterback to see if they could maybe turn the corner, but it's not going to happen. But if you're the if you're the Jets or the Giants or I don't know, maybe the Bears, I don't know who you are out there. I mean, would you not want Ron Rivera to to be your coach? I'll say this: one of the things in Carolina that they media had an issue with was how much his wife and kids were around the facility that is a good man right there football it's more than a job it's Go your look family at the players and how they feel about him yeah being dismissed if, now. They're, i mean they're if furious they if, feel like they lost a ooh. teammate if we were looking for a head coach i would like ron Rivera. good coach good man yep riverboat ron baby yeah <laughs>
Well, up until we get to the actual playoffs for college football, we're really at the biggest weekend of the year. We're at the first weekend of December, and we have our conference championships. And even though the Big 12, you know, doesn't have a uh, really division type setup, they get one too. But I'm going to go around the horn here, and we're going to see if this impacts any of our final standings for the college football playoff. Because right now you got OSU, Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, and Georgia. Those are your four, right? Do you think we're going to see any changes in any of that this weekend? I think if Georgia falls out after they lose to LSU. Like they would have to, right? So who, who's going to take that spot? Utah. Is Utah going to beat Oregon? What, isn't that a disaster if Oregon somehow finds a way to beat Utah? It is a disaster because it would put the winner of Baylor OU in. But they're, they're, not, they're right behind them, so like that would naturally work. Now, if Baylor somehow finds a way to beat Oklahoma, I see a lot of people being really upset about that. Yeah. I think that uh, I'd like to see OU in. You know, you're rooting for the Big 12 and how it plays out. But just as a fan of college football, to see Utah into the playoff is probably the best thing that could happen. All right, so we'll start there. Utah versus Oregon. Oregon is a six-and-a-half-point dog. Do you buy that? No. What, what's what's going to happen? That should be like a three, three-and-a-half. I actually think Oregon wins the game. You think, I, I do, too. I think Oregon's going to knock off Utah. Yep. Now, Mr. Brown, do you have anything to say on college football? No, y'all's doing great. You just want me to skip you? Yeah. He's a pacifist when it comes to college football. He's still watching uh, Rudy back in the day, and that, that's where he gets his inspiration. Um, Baylor, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, a nine-point favorite. Now, they played a few weeks ago, and it was a squeaker, but that was in Waco. Yeah, I felt like when we talked about that game, we both thought Oklahoma was really going to roll. It's oh, like they didn't they didn't wake up until the second half. Baylor was at home. I think neutral site, somewhat of a close game, but I like I like Oklahoma in like a 34-24 kind of game. I, I don't even think it'll be that close. I think Oklahoma rolls by about 21 points in that game. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. All right, how about Georgia and LSU? So LSU is only a six-and-a-half point favorite in that game. Well, LSU's defense has not been good. I was going to say, they've struggled defensively. It's a complete reversal of what they've been for years where they actually have an offense this year. But conditions where there's no wind, no rain, Joe Burrow throwing the ball at, what, 80% completion rate this year, LSU's going to win that game by 10 points. All right, so we're knocking Georgia out. We've already knocked um, Utah out because we both think Oregon's going to win. Clemson's a 28-and-a-half-point favorite against Virginia. Oh, they're going to win, just like Dabo said. <laughs> Nobody wants them there. Got to yeah, add fuel no, to the fire. That's all it is. It's, we just don't like Clemson. It's not that the ACC is complete garbage. Yep. I mean, your conference championship game's got to – like the Big Ten game's not even that bad. Who, like Ohio, who are they playing? Is it Virginia? It's Virginia. Yay. <laughs> and Ohio State's a 16-and-a-half-point favorite against Wisconsin. Well, that's not even going to be a match. It won't be that close. All right, so coming out of the weekend, Ohio State still going to be number one? Yes. Even You don't think LSU does anything to overtake them, beating a, a top four team in Georgia? I think that Ohio State's going to be, what is Wisconsin, number 10 or 12? Wisconsin is – Yeah, they're like 12. Yeah, I think that Ohio State beats them so badly because they're overranked that they keep that number one spot. I do have something here. Why does – I mean, LSU should be number one, clearly, in my opinion, because they've beat way better teams than Ohio State. They've beat how many? 
it's pretty similar. They no, but like, it. look at it. Like the rankings have been way higher for LSU's opponents. So why is that? Actually, State? it hasn't. It's been pretty similar. You think so? No, yeah, it has because like well, Ohio State. Who have they beat? Ohio State. Well, Ohio, Ohio State beat Penn State. They beat. Um, the Penn State's fell off, right? Well, Penn State's still top fifteen. Okay. okay so they're up there. Um, who else did they beat? Damn it! They beat Michigan, who's not very good. Yeah, but Michigan was top fifteen when they beat him. LSU has beat Alabama. That's the big hallmark. And then after that, like they've just—I don't know. I mean, who else has LSU really beat? Auburn. Right. Auburn's got two losses. Florida. I, and Florida's like that next SEC team, I guess. Yeah. You know, so if you're a big SEC fan, no, Mr. Brown's got a point. It should. You know, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I saw where it wasn't that big of a difference. No, it is. I, they're they're one two regardless how the weekend finishes. They're playing national championship game. I mean, Cincinnati's playing in their conference championship game, and Ohio State beat them. Cincinnati and Memphis are playing for the second straight week. I feel like this is the Big Twelve. <laughs> play the last game of the season and then play again. How about all right? So, well, <laughs> Texas ain't even right now, right? No. All right, so at the time, LSU beat a number nine Texas. They beat uh, number seven Florida. They beat Auburn number nine. They beat Alabama number three. So my point is, these are like top ten teams as opposed to Ohio State's top 15 teams. So Wisconsin was number eight. Okay. They beat them. Uh, that was really about it. I already there you go. Them. So they beat number 20 Cincinnati. You're welcome. They beat Wisconsin, who was number eight. At number 10, Penn State, number 14, Michigan. I guess I'm not saying that LSU don't have a better opponent strength of schedule. I'm just saying I didn't think it was, like, drastically different. Okay. But when you weigh them and you think that they're even and LSU plays in the SEC, which is predominantly that bias to being better, you would expect them to be on top. You know what? I'm that always, is shocking, though. I'm mm-hmm. always tired of the SEC bias. Maybe I just want Ohio State to be That's why one. he's saying this, because yeah. he just hates the SEC. <laughs> <laughs> Root for Utah, baby. I get tired of them playing Abilene Christian in week 13 of the regular season. I'm done. Can't do with it. Okay, so of the top seven teams, we'll, you know, we'll go all the way up to Oklahoma. If you could pick one of those seven to win the national championship unbiased, who would it be and why? Oh, I mean, I think LSU's the the one that's going to win it all. Oh, okay. I yeah. mean, because I and I know they lacked on defense, but I honestly think their talent's still there on defense. I just don't think they're accustomed to playing with an offense, and it's throwing them off what they're usually nor- normally doing, which is playing ball control and having that stingy defense. Now all of a sudden they're finding themselves on the field a whole lot more because the offense doesn't take the ball for, you know, 10 minutes at a time. They're going to score in four plays and that's it. I think LSU's – they're my favorite to win the whole thing. I think Ohio State's right there with them. Everybody wants to talk about how, how Ohio State just dismantles whoever they play. I don't think the Big Ten has as much talent as some of those other schools. You so, just made my point. Right. But, I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. All I was saying right. was I didn't I, – I just was saying that the schedule disparity wasn't that big. I think LSU is the better team. You, you spent LSU, like five minutes telling him why Ohio State was number one, and then no, you spent like five seconds one. telling him why I was all crap. What I was saying is I don't think you can use a schedule alone. Maybe I, I need to speak up more. <laughs> Damn it, Mr. Brown, you ruined everything. No, He's all over Georgia. All right, we know that. Let me, let, me, uh, let me hit the reset button. 
I like LSU. I've liked LSU since Penn State, you know, ruined my my hot take back there weeks ago. It was rolling for a few weeks. It was both. It don't look good until yeah. they rolled into Columbus, yeah. but and Minnesota screwed that up too. But my my thing with uh, LSU is I, I don't know if they look like as a complete team as Ohio State, but even that being said, I still think LSU is better. I think Ohio State is fortunate to play teams like Maryland and Michigan State, who's really bad this year, and Nebraska, who's not that good this year. And they get a little elevated. I think when you look at the schedule, you look at if they've beaten – like if you try to say who's better by who they beat, I don't know if you can really make it a definitive you know, argument over that because I think it's too similar. I think LSU overall has some better quality wins because when you go into Tuscaloosa and win, that's already a feather in your cap. But I don't think you can discount who Ohio State has beaten. All that being said, I still think the Tigers are, are the team to beat, man. I think they're the ones that are going to go in. And, you know, I, I don't know. Like, if you're – Clemson's going to be the three seed no matter what, right? Yeah. So, like, whoever wins that game, is that who wins it all? Or do you think Ohio State still has a pretty good chance if they come in number one? So, you're thinking Ohio State, Clemson National Championship – or Ohio no, no, State, no. LSU, like whoever LSU. wins the 2-3 the well, game. Well, what I'm saying is I think LSU-Clemson is going to be probably, you know, the That's bigger the test. That's the de facto national Ohio championship State's game. going to have to play at number four because Ohio State's probably going to get Oklahoma if what we said happens. If Oregon yep. upsets Utah, I hope Utah gets in. The Pac-12 needs in, baby. They've been out for a couple years. Let's yep. get them in. But I don't think it's happening. Well, discussion we're having right here. <laughs> <laughs> this is that's fuel to the fire for 16 team playoff. Uh, we need a playoff, damn it. I, I do think that that 2 3 matchup is almost your de facto national championship. I, that's what I was trying to say. Thank yep. you. Speaking of playoffs, you know, we keep putting out this 16 seed playoff ranking, and people, you know, love it, and then they shit all over it at the same time. The thing that I'm getting the most aggravated about is two things. One, people were saying, well, oh, are they going to play till March? Shut up. It's not going to be till March. It'd be the middle of January. And the second thing is everybody's saying, well, everybody gets a participation trophy now and regular season games don't matter. How is that even the case? Because you're still only putting 12% of the teams in a playoff, which is far less than any other major sport in existence. Everybody else is around 16, 20, 25 percent. I'm talking about taking college football to a paltry 12 percent, and these freaking boomers are losing their damn mind over their tradition. I can't take it. And, and I, I've been arguing with these folks on there yeah. myself because it drives me nuts because, like, we have the blue bonnet bow. If teams are like that, like six and six, don't even let them go to a bowl. I mean, it's garbage. No one wants to watch that crap. So I like this actually better because you get the little guy in there, and they have no excuse like a Central Florida who's we're undefeated, we're hanging on a banner. You get to play, and you get to get your ass kicked in the first round. Now shut up about your banner, or you might pull off a miracle. I mean, I like it. Tuck your tail between your legs and go home. Here's what it does. It eliminates 6-6 six and six and the possibility of a 5-7 and seven team getting into a bowl game just because they have to feel it if you were to do this. It would go back to where 7-8 wins got you in a bowl game and that actually meant something. You'd still have your bowl games. And look, if they can do 24 at FCS and those kids we know are going to class. They have to. <laughs> they can do 16 easily. Give me at least 8. But 
if, if you're not paying attention to it, don't talk about it going to March, you freaking dumbass. Well, and that's the thing. Like, people are like, look at these stupid matchups. Well, yeah, because when we did it at 16 teams, we were giving every conference champion a seat at the table. So if you do it at eight, yeah, you do the power five and three at large. I get that. And that'd be fine. That's better than what we have now. But I thought going to 16, 16 teams and giving some of these teams a seat at the table, what does it do long term? If you're in the MAC, if you're in the Sun Belt, if you're in the Mountain West, guess what that does to your recruiting? Because if you can win that conference and these kids have an opportunity to play there, you might be able to steal a couple recruits. You might be able to have your day in the sun. And maybe you don't ever win a national championship, but damn it, if you're a 16 or a 15 seed and you can knock off Ohio State, you can knock off LSU. It only takes once. That's, that's it. That's all it takes. UMBC beat Virginia two years ago, right? Well, and that's even getting further out there. You give 16 teams a chance. What Where did Gonzaga start for? They're in the West Coast Conference, right? Well, now they're a perennial but look, power. But look at where they are now. So you're telling me that, say, a Marshall University couldn't take all the kids that are three or four State. starts, Appalachian State, and build that same program that is tournament-worthy every single year, that one power program from a smaller conference? If you gave them that opportunity and they could sell that to recruits who were going to be a second string at Alabama or LSU, they would. there would be a school that would build that they program. Come here so we can beat that team because yep. we're going to be right. there every year. I You're going to play right. here. They're, They're going to see you. You're going you. pro. There'll be monuments on this campus because you were the ones that upset that number one seed. That would be phenomenal. I would love that. And people hate on it. Yep. It's too much football. When is more college football ever bad? And like you said, if you're worried about the dates, start the season a week earlier. Or cut out one of them non-conference games. Yeah, or quit playing the freaking Arkansas School of the Deaf and the Blind. Yep. It'll be all right. Then you can finish the exact same time. I mean, it's so stupid. (laughs) These people are so stuck on tradition because they think what they have is good. And there's everything else in the world out there that has an actual playoff structure that establishes a true national champion. Dude. And they don't want to do it. They just want to reward the four teams. And the fact of the matter is, right now we keep rewarding SEC teams that get in the playoff because they only got to play eight conference games and they can play two FCS games and get by and everybody doesn't even pay attention and it's fine because it's the SEC. But that's the thing. At 16 teams, all you're doing is you're still having your rivalry games. Thanksgiving weekend hasn't change for anyone this weekend instead of your championship games you start your playoffs you go through two weeks you take a break for christmas you come back and play your championship middle of the january it'd be done yep i mean no no yeah, well, ifs, or hey like i said fcs does 24 teams their championship game is usually around the 7th to the 9th of january it'd be no different nope and we'd get more football and if you look at the second round games oh and the other thing sorry to interrupt you for the guys that ain't paying attention yeah all the games are going to rotate through the bowls just like they do now where would they play the championship at it would rotate year to year first round maybe you play on campus but after that second round third round and championship absolutely you play at those neutral sites first round on campus sponsors are still happy lsu sits at home to play louisiana tech that blue bonnet ball still getting (laughs) <laughs> that cabbage, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting ready to get into our NFL picks, but before we do that, it is the holiday season. And I remember as a kid one Christmas, I got NBA Jam on Sega Genesis, and we put that out there, and we asked everybody, who was the squad you rocked back on the original NBA Jam? And this isn't NBA Jam TE or NBA Jam, like with today's connotation of players. 
But back in the day, 1992, when it came out, who did you guys like to rock with? Well, diehard Bulls fan, but it was hard to rock the Bulls without Jordan. I really loved the Sonics. You deadlift shrimp, a dead-eye three-point shooter, and Sean Kemp dunking like he was on coke from the three-point hey, hey, line. Remember, we had a guy one time that we talked to online that had sold a boat to deadlift shrimp. Don't forget that. True. <laughs> but Sonics were good. I mean, I used everybody. I didn't. I, I boycotted the Bulls because I was a Bulls fan as well. I know Jordan. So. They didn't have Jordan, man. Yeah. Cheat code you could, right? Yeah, I don't know about all that. Maybe it was some bald dude. I don't know if it said Jordan <laughs> on his jersey. Or, I remember you could do like P-Funk and yeah. uh, Bill Clinton yeah. and guys like that. Oh, Bill Clinton was uh, the best. I used, a lot of the, I used the Warriors a lot because Mullen was an assassin from the three-point line. And then I also used uh, the Rockets a lot, too, at the Dream. It was pretty sweet. I mean, I, I was always big on Seattle, like Biggie. And the Hornets, that was my team. That was back when they were really oh. the Hornets, not the incarnation we see now. Grandmama. And then, I, yeah, it was Grandmama that was the fun and Hornets. Zoe. And then uh, I, I told you guys earlier I was kind of partial to rocking the Knicks because of Ewing and John Starks for some reason. Uh, but outside of that, what I was telling you guys earlier was I absolutely hated when I would play that game on hard and you would go through the season. And the Cavaliers, man. The Cavaliers and the Jazz, they were like the two worst teams to play. It's freaking Mark Price and John Stockton were like hack machines, man. They would just come out and knock you down and take the ball. I hated it. They were like, they were both like Southeast from Boston, just short white dudes. Man, they mess you up. They were aggressive. The dirty white boys from the Y just (laughs) just checking you. That's it. No blood? You gonna call that? You gonna call that? I only really know about Mark Price because of that freaking game. I was like, who is this guy? Why is he destroying me? And why is he always hitting these threes? But I digress anyway. I was bringing that up for Christmas reasons. We also sent a a, a little happy holidays from the nature boy, Ric Flair. That that seemed to do pretty well on social media this week. Oh, it was great. I mean, <laughs> his cat loved it, too. I mean, his cat was happy to be there. I mean, do all old people just naturally like cats, even if it is the nature boy? He made a pretty good cat lady in that picture. He, he did make a pretty good cat lady. He did. <laughs> well, before we get into actually real Christmas, we still got a couple weeks of NFL. And if you listened earlier on the show, we all picked the Cowboys. And it's 24 to 7 right now, and it's pretty terrible. But. We are men of integrity. These are the lead pipe stone cold locks of the week, and we stand by them. But it's time to hit the music, and it's time for us to go through the remaining picks, and we all know that we're going to start out once again on a Thursday, 0-1. That seems to be the tradition. How is it if there's multiple games we do okay? If there's a single game, it's a strikeout. I, yeah, I started out three and zero, three and zero last week on Thanksgiving. I was two and one. I picked the Cowboys like an idiot. Oh, Y'all convinced me of taking the Bears this time. So you I mean, I was saying it. earlier, I thought Garrett's not going to get fired. Now I'm not so sure after watching this disaster. It's it's a nightmare. Maybe they'll come back. Watch. I believe in you, Garrett. Clap harder. All right, let's it's get into the class. This is, what are we in, week 14? The week 14 the NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Box of the Week. Starting off, we got a big game, a big one starting off. The Baltimore Ravens are going to where nobody circles the wagons quite like the Buffalo Bills. But the Bills are a five-and-a-half-point home dog. Nobody circles the wagons. 
like the Buffalo Bills. The other thing nobody does is put you through tables like Bills Mafia. That's what they're doing to MVP candidate Lamar Jackson. I'll take the Bills to lose, but lose close. Wow. All that. I'm going Ravens. I don't have to explain myself. I, I agree. I'm pretty much just uh, going to say ditto, but uh, Ravens are bust from here on out. I know it's only five and a half, and I, Buffalo burnt me bad last week when I made a mistake. Carolina, who's their head coach around? I don't know. Who is it? Uh, Inmail Vevitz. Who's their quarterback? Will Greer. Is it, is it going to be? I don't know. Maybe it's <laughs> Kyle Allen. Anyway, they're playing. You know, this is a terrible game to pick. They're playing the freaking Falcons. Uh, the Falcons, who we can't ever figure out. The Falcons are a three-point Taking the Falcons because they're at home. I have no godly clue why anyone would actually bet this game at all. <laughs> Stay away. I'm going Falcons as well. I just they burned me like at least nine times already this year, so I'm gonna keep letting burn. You South Division champs, baby. <laughs> that prediction was bold indeed. I'm also taking the Falcons. Oh, okay. Uh, just because what a turmoil, Carolina. I mean, that's what I'm saying. They like Ron Rivera so much, no way they bounce back. Well, before we move on to the next one, we didn't miss a lone wolf with Biggie picking the Bills to cover. Even though oh. he didn't pick them to win, that wasn't lone wolf. Here's the sound a buffalo makes. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like a moose. <laughs> we'll go with that. All right, my 1 and 11. Now in the win column, Cincinnati Bengals, no longer Bengals, on the road to the mistake by the lake playing the Cleveland Browns, the Brownies, for a seven and a half point favorite. I'll take the Bengals with a backdoor cover. You said, you said seven and a half? Seven and a half. Oh, I'm taking the Bengals all day. Oh my God, we're all taking the Bengals. I, I have now found the light, Andy Dalton. We're giving you a blue Gatorade bath. I, I think the Bengals are going to win the game. They might win. I, they're going to. It's going to be a winning streak now. It's be You're going to screw it up and get, a, get, get give away the number one pick. Watch it. Dolphins are looking feisty. There you go. They don't know what to do with the number one pick. They screwed up anyway. They would. <laughs> yeah. The Denver Broncos are on the road against the unpredictable Houston Texans who knocked off the Patriots last week. They looked like world beaters one week and looked like a mediocre team the next. But the Texans find themselves a nine-and-a-half-point home favorite against the Broncos. Mr. Chad, the mark, you just basically said what I think. I'm taking the Broncos plus the points. I'm going to go Texans. I think they're going to follow up that win from last week and uh, sustain this I'm also taking the Broncos because I think it's going to be a letdown. I don't think they follow it up. I think they gave everything they had in New England, and now they're going to be in cruise control, and the Broncos are going to catch them up. Blew their wad a little early. Oh! Mr. Brown of the Lone Wolf. All right, that's the second one. All right, the Detroit Lions on the road against the Minnesota Vikings. Anybody know what the spread is on this game? It's like two touchdowns. Two uh, touchdowns. Yeah, it, Lions and Vikings? Yeah, the Vikings are 13-point home favorites. Who's the quarterback this week for the Lions? I'm guessing it's not Stafford again. Jim Pelegliaro. <laughs> Top fan of the page. It's Colin. <laughs> oh. yeah, Jonathan Collins. Jonathan Collins. Give me the uh, – Leighton the Lions. <laughs> Right, Dan Orlovsky's <laughs> not walking through that tunnel. 
I'll take the Motor City Kitties to cover. How many points? 13. Mr. Viking. At Minnesota. Dalvin Cook has a shoulder injury. I'm taking the bike. I already wrote that down because I knew you weren't a fool. Biggie, you are once again a lone wolf because I'm also taking the Vikings to cover. Oh! I have that, no clue. That definitely wasn't the cowardly line. I was but trying to go for see, like a lion roar. I wish you could see what the audio looked like on the computer when you did that because it's quite impressive. Simba and Mustafa, and they were all over the place. place. In the circle of life. Everything ah. life touches is our kingdom. Except for that place. That's Detroit. That's Detroit. <laughs> I don't know wolves. I only know coyotes. Right. This is an interesting one. The Indianapolis Colts, who we've been really high on, and then uh, some of us have. But they're on the road against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay finds themselves in. Wow. I have absolutely no idea who to pick in this game, so I'm taking the Colts plus three. You take the Colts every week. Not every week. I don't think I've picked Tampa Bay at all this year, so I'm going to pick Tampa Bay. Oh, well, I'm taking the Colts because I just can't ever pick Tampa Bay because they're just all over. Actually, I'm changing Whoa, can you do that? I, hey, yeah, this show happens. hasn't aired yet. I can do anything, damn it. Game hasn't happened. Let me hear it again, Biggie. Oh! <laughs> I thought we were going to get a pirate or something yeah. since we were talking about the Bucks. I was thinking of Johnny Depp, and all I thought of was rum, and so I howled. <laughs> Yarg. <laughs> I said I saw a pirate to that coat spot. You did see a pirate. I should have taken. That's why you're taking the Bucks. It was it was already in the. Coast. He looked like Captain Morgan for real. Did he have one leg up? Nah, we kept telling him to, but he wouldn't do it. If you do that celebration in college football, you'll lose the game. Really? That's what happened to oh. Ole Miss. Oh yeah. Is that when you peed in the end zone or something? Yeah, he did the dog yeah. thing. Anyway, the Dolphins who find themselves in peril. Trying to compete for that number one draft pick against the Bengals, and now they're both winning games. It's chaos, I tell you. They're on the road against the J E T S Jets. Jets, Jets. The Jets are a five and a point, blah, 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 five and a half point favorite. Another game that seems like irrelevant to pick. Wow, you could pick it, but you don't put money on it. Why would you? I'm going with Fitzmagic to cover. You said five and a half, and it's in New York? Yes. Terrible. I, it was a tough one for me to pick too, but I just. If you're listening, fans, do not put money on this game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go Jets. I don't have no reason. I'm just picking a team here. I mean, what reason would you even have? <laughs> Who cares? I mean, we don't even get a Swamp Monster reference or Mono uh, or Fiona or nothing. Smoking just... Sam Darnold. <laughs> it's terrible. Just to be different, I'm gonna take the Dolphins just because I I don't enjoy but. Dolphins fan here is still out there, and he refuses to come on the show. So not and his big nipples. They're ridiculously. They're like pepperoni. pepperoni Those guys got boobies. They just flop. Extra large pepperoni. So Dolphins fan here, I'm taking the Dolphins to cover. I can't do a dolphin noise. I'll just do. No, I only had you. He picked the Jets. Magic, I took the Dolphins and Fitzmagic. Oh, That's why I'm not 170 games over 500, because Chad doesn't write them down right. Yeah, Mr. Brown's lone wolf. Hey, ladies, Jets fans here. <laughs> you like that? I'm from New York. Jets fans, pepperoni nipples. Anybody that's got two, anybody's got two star tattoos on their collarbones. <laughs> They deserve to be shot. Jets fans here. <laughs> My pepperoni nipples, ladies. 
nobody knows what we're talking about. But he's on every post. Look up Dolphins fan. Dolphins fan here. What's his name? I don't know. <laughs> he's ridiculous. All right, that's pretty good, wasn't it? It was great. All right, great. All right, I got to bring her back. Some, some, some. Yeah. Bring her back. All right, this is a big game. The 49ers are on the road in Nolens on the Big East. Game of the week. And Nolens is a two and a half. Finally, favorite. something of relevance. All right, this matters. This is where the rubber meets the road. I have to go with San Francisco. Even though it's on the road, back-to-back weeks, didn't go home last week, stayed on the East Coast. Uh, they've shown they play with the top-tier teams a lot better than what New Orleans does. Where at again? Nowland. By the way, with me picking San Francisco, that means that New Orleans wins, Kamara goes off, and I move on to the fantasy playoffs. So I win either way. New Orleans. New Orleans. Uh, I think the power of porn is going to be a, a, a factor here, but it's going to be in a bad way because they're down in Mardi Gras, so he's going to have his shit fall off. So I'm going the, the Saints. So, you know, I've, I've been kind of anti-Saints. You guys have always had them higher in the power rankings than I have. But I think the Niners, who have really just run the gauntlet here lately, they're just exhausted. They're, they're beat down. I'm taking Niners. This week... Like you just said, we find out how good is San Francisco. Are they a Super Bowl contender? No, you do because championship teams at the long road trip, you didn't go home after the loss to Baltimore. You come out and you ball out right here if you're a title contender. I think you see a lot more if they win versus if they lose. I think you can make a lot of excuses on why they lost. (laughs) They're all paid to play. (laughs) You're the lone wolf, bitch. All right, into a game of significant relevance. The Washington Redskins are on the road to the Green Bay Packers. It's the Lombardi Bowl, and the Packers are a 13-point home favorite. Give me the fighting Danica Patricks to cover. All right, we'll go with that. Doggy style. Doggy style. What? <laughs> That's why we're rated explicit on Apple iTunes. Well, right. when you come off the San Francisco pick, it just starts. You're not ready for this Let's make it a clean sweep. Also taking the Packers because the Redskins, well, you know what? They're just the Redskins. Their quarterback. They've like played better take. under Callahan. They have. I'll give them that. They're not, they're not folding down the stretch. I know you got a soft spot for Callahan. Uh, a little bit. The L.A. Chargers on the road to Jacksonville. Who do you think the favorite is in this game? It should be Jacksonville at home. Jacksonville's a three-point dog. I'm taking the fighting, whatever you want to call his mustache, at home. I'm taking the Jags with the points. Jags with the points, baby. I'm going to go to the Chargers. I'm going to the Chargers, too, because I think the Minshew effects already wore off. Before I howl anything, give me the real. The Chargers. Go Chargers, go. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta give me the the Schwarzenegger Chargers. All right. Biggie already said we had the game of the week once, but this could be really the game of the week. Oh, this is a good team against the the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs. Remember that Snickers commercial? I I still hold it dear to my heart. They are a three-point dog going into Foxborough against the Patriots. Homer alert. 
I don't know what you want from me. I mean, Kansas City's a much better team. Patriots can't find an open receiver. There's no way that they win this game, much less cover. See how the inflection of you know, on this sheet I have written down, I have written down that Kansas City's going to cover, but I'm going to go against it. Patriots going to cover. I told you Homer alert was coming. Chiefs, without a question. I'm taking the Chiefs, too. That's not even a question. Biggie, Lone Wolf again. <laughs> this is the week he gives it away. I don't know. I feel I'm only one game behind you, Mr. Brown, and I feel like we've picked a lot of like here, so that's uh, true. I'm not I'm not like it. Yeah. This is a week of togetherness. We're just Fellowship or it's a week of separation. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You'd rather gonna really just put us out of our misery here with only a few weeks left or we're gonna catch you. I will say there's a couple I believe in and a couple I just want to get some separation. Oh, oh my god, the Bears scored again. Thirty Trubisky. one to fourteen. MVP. Good thing we all MVP. took the Bears. All right, Jason Garrett's fired. I'm sorry. I take back everything I said earlier. So we're sitting here. You. Game's not over yet. Thursday night. What are you talking about? It's four quarters, 31 to 14. I mean, technically, the game's not over yet. Is Jason Garrett fired tomorrow morning just for how bad they've been? I say he should have been fired already. No, he'll make it at the end of the year. That's Jerry. You think regardless? Yeah. Man, they're getting embarrassed. They're on the road against the nasty Chicago Dallas Cowboys. You've seen the SpongeBob, all right, I'm out, me. Yeah, we did that with Jerry Jones last week. Yeah, where he's getting up out of the. How do you follow that up? You don't. Right here. You're going to do it again. All right, Tennessee on the road against the Oakland Raiders. Give me the fighting Mike Vrabel. You didn't even get the spread. I don't care. Give me the. two and a half. He's going to take that Chucky doll and chop its head off just like everybody should have. I drank that Raiders Kool-Aid and I was wrong. It was poison. Jim Jones made that Kool-Aid. It sucks, too, because I don't hate the Raiders. And I really like Chucky, but, man, they disappointed me. Give me Tennessee. Two and a half. They've been overachieving the Raiders. So I, I predicted they would go six and ten before the season. Thinking about that. Uh, yeah, I am. I think that uh, the last two games of more who who we thought they were. Okay, so I hate Derek Carr too. I am picking the Titans. Damn it, we're all picking the Titans. I'm not going to catch any ground on you if you don't pick different games, Mr. Brown. You're supposed to at least take your to team. Pick the Raiders. Come on. I can't. You even picked the Bengals this week. You can't pick the Raiders? I picked Josh Jacobs, but not the Raiders. Damn it. All right. Pittsburgh on the road against the fighting Kyler Murrays. Pittsburgh is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. On the road? On the road to Arizona, the desert. Do you want Baby Yoda under center? (laughs) Give me Baby Yoda. (laughs) You taking the Cardinals? I'll take those two-and-a-half. Arizona's winning this game. Every week, I look at the uh, wild card standings and see the Steelers there. And, seven and five. Yeah. They should not be there, but they scratch and they call every single week. They're a great defensive team. That trade was amazing for them. They gave away the first-round pick. I'm going Steelers. They're going to they're gonna win by 10. Well, I'm taking Arizona because I don't think Pittsburgh's got what it takes to keep that fumbling offense together while going out to the West Coast. So, Mr. Brown, you're the lone wolf. Eat it, brother. Oh! Duck hunting. Would, should be a coyote for Arizona. Like, <laughs> Something like that. How could you go against Kyler Murray when you've been riding his 
everything for it's a year. Team. It's David Johnson. It ain't Kyler Murray. Yeah, that's it's what Oh, gotcha. Yeah. There's some fantasy implications in this pick. Yeah, I got it. My very, guy. very <laughs> interesting game here. Seattle on the road in the Coliseum against the Rams. The Rams are a one-point Seattle. I'm going to pick ahead of you. <laughs> nah, give me the Seahawks. <laughs> well, why is it just one point? That's ridiculous. Like I get, like we said earlier, Seattle doesn't exactly blow people away. I might pull out my 401k and put it all on that. Yeah, I'll just take the money line on that one, yeah. baby. Pull yeah. the Seahawks. I gotta well, tell you, I did that last week with the Patriots. God, is that a bad feeling the next morning <laughs> <laughs> against the Texans? That was a mistake. Yeah, my whole life's been. That's All right, good. last but not least, <laughs> Monday Night Football. The hero we need, but we don't deserve, is putting on that blue cape one more time. Is Eli Carson Wentz. He's got that cape on, Carson and he's going to roll. Give me Philly to cover. Wait, it's nine and a half points. Give me Philly to cover. Philly's going to cover the nine and a half. They're at home. What do you say, Mr. Brown? Uh, Eagles are just as bad as the Cowboys. I- I'm tired of talking about the NFC East. They shouldn't be in the playoffs. I'm going to take the Giants because the Eagles or the Cowboys, they're just both garbage. I think Eli's going to actually go ahead and be one game over 500. You know the Giants are not eliminated from playoff contention yet. They should just take the division. They have 10 losses. And they're not eliminated from playoff contention. I'm going to Eli. They're going to win. You know what, Eli Manning, he's going to saddle up them boys. They're going to come in to the link, and they're going to put a show on. But ultimately, the Eagles are still going to win by double digits. So, Mr. Brown, you're the lone wolf here, brother. I'm sorry. You suckered me in there. Sorry. I think you're just going to see Every time you think of Eli, Eat it. think of that Music City boy when you're howling. Well, that was absolutely terrible, but that was our Week 14 NFL Stone Cold Left Fight Locks of the Week. And you know what? It's a mix of games that really matter and a bunch of games that we could care less about. And I can see why people become degenerate gamblers because if you're putting money on the Titans and the Raiders in December, you got a problem. Absolutely. It's as bad as betting on South Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) Are they the Jaguars? I don't know, but they covered against Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll try to be back next week. Mr. Brown, keep him in your thoughts and prayers. He's got spinal fusion surgery on the docket there. We hope you uh, survive, brother. Me too. It's going to be a long four weeks, so you're going to see a lot of posts from me. The meme machine is going to be in full force. You all be on the lookout. Make sure you better and stronger than Peyton Manning. If you want to send me some beer, I'll send. I'll give you my address on the page. <laughs>